So welcome back again to Naturally Supernatural. Again, today we have Nicole and Pastor Tom joining us. If you haven't done so, part one to this episode is up so you guys can check that out. But last week we were talking about uncertainty in the kingdom and we had touched up on subduing and what the kingdom is and how it's an actual kingdom and there's principles, constitutions and a rulership of Christ and how uncertainty, especially this year, was very prevalent for us, especially with the pandemic and the changes in how our norm has been going. Um, But we didn't get to touch upon uncertainty and fear. And that's what I want to ask you, Pastor Tom. How would you define uncertainty and fear? Because there's different kinds of fear. There's fear of the Lord, which is not like being scared of God, but having great respect and reverence to God. But there's also another fear where it's actually being afraid and can actually manifest as a physical feeling. So Mm -hmm. if you can just explain that. Well, um, God is love. You got to start with, you know, you want to understand the problem or the situation or the issue. You first need to understand the solution. That's why God came and, and gave us a solution in his constitution called the Bible. So when you look in the Bible, you will find that, um, you know, perfect love casts out all fear, hmm. right? Yeah, in the book of John. And so you you find that. And so who is perfect love? Jesus. And so that means fear is not of him. Okay. And, and even in, in uh, 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, God has not given you a spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of sound mind. So we know that fear, the spirit of fear is a spirit. It's actually not of God. And so when you have that kind of fear, uh, it's the same uh, accuser in the Garden of Eden, um, you know, accusing God uh, to Eve, saying that, you know, He's just, you know, he just doesn't want you to become like him. If you eat from this fruit, you'll become like him, mm. right? And so that is actually the voice of the enemy. Mm. The fear okay. that you talk about, the fear that comes and it makes you react. Okay. So uh, many times, you know, 90% of the time things are happening around you. It's uh, how you respond. That is important and not how you react. So when you know the constitution or the Bible, uh, the constitution of the heavenly kingdom of God, you know how to access things from there. You know how to access words and decrees and laws and rules and code of ethics and everything that is in the Bible already written for us. And the reason why it's written for us is actually to groom us. Mm. To groom us to be kings in the kingdom. Because God wants us to co-rule with him. That was his original plan for Adam. When he created Adam was to co-rule and to reign over everything that was created by him, in and through him. And so um, that is the difference uh, in terms of uh, fearing God and fearing uh, fear that comes from the enemy because mm. uh, fearing God is actually knowing that He is Lord 
It means he is the owner of you. Mm-hmm. He made you. It's yeah. like you draw a picture, or you 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 create a drawing of something, a painting or something, an art piece that belongs to you. But you are the art piece that got created, mm-hmm. so you belong to him. So when you understand that he's Lord or he's the owner of you, and you know that he's also King. The King of Kings, Kings as in, as in us being raised in the kingdom as kings. He is the King of Kings, so he mm. is the one with the final say. He's the one with the absolute uh, say uh, in the kingdom. Yeah. It's his kingdom, right? It's the kingdom yeah. of heaven. So if he's the king, uh, when we understand that 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 everything comes from him, everything flows from him. He's the source and we are the resource. And everything that comes or the, everything that you see on earth or in the sky or everything, that, the air that you breathe, um, the ant that you see crawls around and collects, you know, sugar cubes or whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, all those guys, everything, everything, including you, mm. were created by him. So he is the source. And when you understand that, you have a reverence. You have a you have a healthy fear. You have a like, not fear as in like being afraid that I'm going to die, I'm going to die. <laughs> no, it, you have this healthy fear that you want to draw close to the creator. You actually want, you know, like you have this, this desire, the hunger to want to get to know who your papa is in heaven. Who, who is the creator that made you? Does that make sense? True, yeah. It's kind of like having awe and wonder of who that person is mm. rather than being scared or having that feeling of like, oh my gosh, there's danger. Because yes. I think that's something that a lot of people get confused by, especially when you read the Bible or certain um, translations where it talks about the fear of the Lord. And a lot of people oftentimes get it mistaken as, oh, you got to be scared of him because it's, a, it's, someone told me this, one of my friends back in the day had said she thought that God was like a puppet master master Hmm. and was just like reeling Hmm. things in that's why that's where her fear came from was because she thought you know god was this all controlling you know person where in fact he's not he's as you said in perfect love it casts out fear and whose love it's god so Hmm. that makes total sense right you have a question um no but to add to what joyce said i also have friends who um they feel like if something bad is happening in their life, they're being punished by God. Oh, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it sends off a different kind of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, see, that's that comes from not knowing your constitution, your mm-hmm. Bible, right? If, if you have received, truly received Christ in your heart and made him your Lord and Savior, your Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. you're the owner of you, and the one that saved you, mm, right? That's good. So if he owns you, he'll care for you. Yeah. You get it? Like if you painted a beautiful picture, you care for that picture, correct? Yeah. And you are a beautiful painting of, of like he created you, right? And so he cares for you. So when you don't understand uh, truly his word and his decree and his promises, that's all in the Bible and your rights and your privileges as a citizen of heaven, when you don't know that, you're acting like a stranger in your own kingdom. You're acting like a foreigner in your own kingdom. 
and you're not acting like a citizen mm. that knows um, your rights and your privileges. And I, truly, honestly, a kingdom is about that. Like Jesus came to introduce that. You know, he, he said, he says, repent of your sins, right? And the kingdom of God is, is near. So that was his mission statement, you know. And when he said that, um, he did uh, two things. He says, to change your thinking, repent, uh, in, in, in Greek is metanoia, means to, to be invited to change your thinking. So it's just an invitation to change your thinking. It's not by force. Mm. So the second thing is, is he introduced the kingdom. The kingdom's here, the kingdom. He is the kingdom. <laughs> so he introduced that. And then, um, you know, so people uh, during that time, they have no clue. Like they, they, they thought of, you know, they, they had this idea that uh, God's going to come back one day and, you know, things are going to be changed and he's going to have his uh, rulership then. But mm-hmm. Jesus showed up early, yeah. right? According to God's time. But to them, it was like, this is not acceptable, right? This is not the end of the world yet, mm-hmm. you know? You can't be the Messiah, you know? It's not, it's not true. But think about it. That's the grace of God. The grace of God, his name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. He showed up to include us in his kingdom. He didn't want us to just one day be, you know, looking up in the sky and he shows up and then there's the end. You know, what kind of uh, father would he be? Right? Our Heavenly Father is a good God. And so, yeah, so if your friends feel, if they're listening and they feel like, oh, God is punishing you, you know, no, get to know your Father in Heaven. And how do you get to know Him? You got to read His decree, what He said about you. If you don't even know what He said about you, you don't even know what He promised you. You don't even know how He's guiding you through principles. You know, like you, you reap what you sow, mm. right? So if that is His principle and you go out there and you, you just keep sowing all kinds of bad things and then bad things happen to you, that's not God. You reap what you sow. That's true. You get it? It's like, it's like uh, the law of gravity, the natural law. You, you throw your phone in the air, you'll fall to the ground. True. Okay? It's not God's fault. Mm. It just falls to the ground. That's, that principle, that's natural principle. But there's also principle in the kingdom of heaven. Right? And so it's important. I can't stress anymore how important it is for you to get to know your king. In the kingdom, there's a king. Right? His name is Jesus. So you got to get to know him. You got to know all about him. And it's all written and documented in the Bible. Everything that he said, everything that he did. He says, I only say what my father says. I only do what I saw my father did. So if he if you want to get to know his dad, who is the king of kings, then you gotta see what he did. And do what he does and say what he says. You see? So it's that easy, but it sounds so simple, yet it's, you know, people can make it very complex because they don't understand the concept of a kingdom, mm. the concept of a king, 
Maybe they've never grown up in a kingdom or they've never had an experience to be governed by a king like mm. in England. You know, so they don't quite understand that uh, the king's word is final. But he's also uh, a very caring king. Because if think of it, if you ultimately, if you own like the entire British Columbia, you're it, you're it. You own everything. And then somebody in Chilliwack is growing corn. And then you drive by. You don't get jealous about that guy planting corn and having beautiful crop of corn. corn. That belongs to you. <laughs> Why would you be jealous? True. Right? So at a higher level, at the level of God, he understands that his, 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 his love for us is to care for us. Right? His choice for us. Love is a choice. He chooses us because he wants to care for us. He wants to include us in his care and he wants to include mm. us to be co-rulers uh, co in his kingdom, to again have dominion, to again subdue what he created on earth as it is in heaven. So he wanted to share his invisible kingdom on earth. And so when you get to know the king, He's beautiful. He cares for you. And why does he do that? So that you can then feel that care and that love. And then you can start caring for the people around you the way he cares for you. And that is sharing his glory. <clears throat> because why? People see you. People will connect with God. They will see, okay, this is beautiful, but where is this coming from? <laughs> oh, okay. She believes and she's a follower of Jesus. <clears throat> It connects them to God. You don't have to yell, Jesus, 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 you know, and then act like a, like a rogue uh, <laughs> citizen, <laughs> you know. Jesus, Jesus, shouting from your jail cell mm. and you got, I don't know, all kinds of things, uh, vices that you're doing. And then you're telling how great it is. Uh, no, that you're not living the way Jesus lived. Yeah. What would you say, Pastor Tom, to people, because I know there's some people, because I used to think this way, that if God's such a caring God, then why do, quote unquote, bad things happen to, quote unquote, good people? Especially since, you know, I guess now as somebody who has walked with God a bit longer, it's, I kind of understand the hardship is a process. But what would you say to a person that doesn't necessarily understand that yet? Because I know back in the day, when pers I had personal experiences with hardship mm. happening, mm. you know, at the time I did question like, okay, if you're such a good God, then mm. why is this happening to me? Or why is this happening to someone I love or et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And it's not like I did anything quote unquote bad that of course mm. our definition ba of bad is different on monks on different levels. But to a person that would bring that question up to you, if God mm. is such a loving, caring God, mm. how does he allow bad things to happen to good people. Yeah. Uh, bad things on earth is not bad things in the realm and the kingdom of God. So when you think of that, like you're just thinking of yourself. And, you know, sometimes, like in the past, I always say, don't watch the trailer and think you know the whole movie. Because sometimes when you have to go through some difficulties in your life, it's actually to help somebody else perhaps to see and then turn to God and 
and and actually experience His goodness. So it's never always, you know, it's never about us. Like you know, we are. It's like, you know, like a tapestry, or you know, like a. I don't know. One time I was out in uh, Romania, yeah, and I walked into a church called the Black Church because one time it got burned down. Yeah, and this is a very old church, and I walk in there. I had the privilege of walking in there, and I saw them hanging all these Persian carpets and uh, Middle Eastern Turkish carpets wow. from the old days mm-hmm. because they were warring in the old days, mm-hmm. you know. But um, they also, you know. Appreciate things that are good, like a you know, nice woven carpet, hand woven carpets, and they will hang them up uh, above the rafters, and they were all facing away, so you only see the bottom part of the the carpets. Mm. And I got curious. I said, "Why are they doing that? Why don't they f- they show the nice side of the carpet?" Yeah. Right. And then somebody actually explains to me that you know that in this life. Your life looks like the back side of the carpet. Wow. You see, you can't see the true picture mm-hmm. because you're operating in the flesh, and when you operate in the flesh, you're just thinking of yourself. My life's not going well. You know, I'm not getting the job I'm supposed to get. I'm not marrying the right person. Oh, my kids should be taller. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, right? Yeah. But how do you know, or how how do you know that God has not designed your kids to be that size hmm. for a particular job that requires them to be that high? True. Right? There are jobs like that. I mean, you know, I don't quite normally talk about military stuff, but I had the privilege of uh, visiting Hawaii, and, mm-hmm. and I went to the Pearl Harbor, and. I went into one of the submarines, and it was tight in there. I'm like a small guy, right? Yeah. But those guys were smaller than me, and the wow. only reason they could work in the submarine was to be that size. size. Because True. it was so tight in there, like literally in the uh, the front end of the submarine, they had the torpedoes, and their beds was beside the torpedo. Just, just imagine how crazy tight it was in there, and the height was like. I had to bend, and I'm not tall. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm like short, <laughs> but I had to bend. And imagine those guys working in there; they had to be a certain size. So, God has made you perfect in His eyes. You know, we sh- we should stop comparing and Come understand on. that yeah. He has made you perfect for that particular assignment He's giving you on earth as it is in heaven that you're supposed to release his glory here and and how you do that is you learn to be a king and how do you learn to be a king you need to read your constitution of your land you've been given the territory called earth and so when you understand everything then you can be the best king first being the best student and then be the best king to teach everyone around you about the good father that you have that's true. That's so good. I never thought about that actually about those submarines and even with our sizing and stuff. Because I'm not tall myself either, so it's like. Mm. <laughs> but that's so true. I think sometimes when we're so focused on our own situation, our own lives, we forget to look at the big picture. Mm. Sometimes we're so. I, this is an analogy I use sometimes when I talk to people: is that 
sometimes we're in our view is in the forest mm. rather than looking above at a bird's eye level and yeah. seeing the actual park that yeah. it actually is it's not just one big giant tree in front of you it's actually a beautiful forest that you know gives life to this earth gives oxygen to this earth you know et cetera, et cetera. right which that is so true but like in in relation to that the first story in the bible that comes up to my mind is joseph mm. like he himself did not go through a good process like with what had happened to him but he ended up becoming cold like he was given quite the responsibility and rulership after he went through such a process so in in explaining that pastor tom would you say that the things that we do go through like those struggles and the, the quote-unquote mishaps would you say that those are just processes for us to be able to take over our kingdom in in relevance to our topic with kingdom and stuff yeah uh it's interesting how you brought up joseph um joseph you know he he was equipped mm. you know with with dreams mm -hmm. right and he would dream and god would talk to him through dreams and he just didn't know when to release those dreams yeah because he gets so excited he gets super excited and then he tells his brothers oh you know God showed me this, God showed me that. And then they're like so mad at him, right? Yeah. So one day they plotted to throw him into a pit yeah. and uh, sell him off or something. Anyway, so he went through, yeah, he went through a lot of difficulties. But even through those difficulties, as we go through them, know that at the end of the day, God is still there with you. Mm. He's still molding you, shaping you. You're, you're like that... Uh, the carpet I talk about, you know, yeah. you, you're just seeing the backside of the carpet. You never really truly see the front finished product until you actually, you know, be with him mm. you know, one day and you go, wow, this is what you were doing the whole time. Like I'm the canvas and you're just drawing a river uh, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't want the river. And then you didn't even realize that the river was supposed to, to water your, your garden. Mm. and you're like wow. already writing off that river or you are writing off that garden after that you say no i don't want all those garden fruit got you know fruit orchard because they bring bugs and this and that <laughs> right <laughs> and, then, and then you didn't realize that that was supposed to feed your entire village and so, so let god be god and let him do his thing and let him draw and finish that canvas mm. called you and then you know then when you when you fully understand uh the the uh final product at the end of the day you will see the beauty of god and you you know that he's a good god wow do you have a question nicole <laughs> <laughs> wow um, um so i know god works in our lives and um things happen and it's all you don't see it yet but it is god's work i'm just curious but when does our choice come into play to that and mm -hmm. yeah 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 that's yeah. true yeah so again this is good because why again you need to go back to your constitution and see when to choose because there's wisdom in that right that's why last episode we talked about how in proverbs one you talk about wisdom and you know and then proverbs nine talk about uh with wisdom you know fear of the law is the beginning of wisdom and then and then we learn from uh, proverbs 2 about how when you fear him he 
allows you to have knowledge and understanding. So understanding is a big thing. It's a big thing. Like you can have a lot of knowledge, but no understanding, you know. And so when you have a lot of knowledge and you don't have understanding, that's when you don't know if you're choosing right or choosing wrong, right? So when's my choice? When's my choice? Don't I have a say in this? Is God saying everything? No, you have a say in that. That's why he came here to raise us up as kings so that you will learn how to rule like him. So you will know what is right from wrong. You will know what is correct, what is ethical. There's code of ethics that are in the Bible. You will learn about his principle. Uh, you will learn that, um, you know, uh, the rule and the laws, like, you know, killing somebody is wrong. <laughs> Right? He says, thou shalt not kill. It's like, how can you say, you know, why can't I have a choice in that? Why can't I just take my car and mow down like 12 people? Why can't I do that, God? Because there are consequences to that. Mm. Yeah. There are natural and there are supernatural consequences. There are two different things. Mm. Natural, <laughs> you might be thrown in jail. Yeah. Supernatural, you answer to God one day. Yeah. Right? So he would just ask you, like, why didn't you read my constitution? Weren't you supposed to be the best king? Mm. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a great privilege. Like, we'll be selected to be kings in this kingdom, to be raised up as kings. Now, some people may call it discipleship, but I like to say that Jesus came to raise us up as kings, right? Uh, uh, you know, we are supposed to be royal priests. Yeah. Royal. You know? And it's very interesting. Uh, we have forgotten that from the time of Adam. Like if you look in, in the Bible, you know, in the gospel, you'll find the lineage of Jesus, right? Mm. Always, and people never read that. It's like so boring. <laughs> it's so like, long. Why, why, why would I want to <laughs> read that? Because if you read that, and it'll go all the way back to Adam, it'll say, you know, Jesus, son of Jacob, da, 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 yeah. all the way back to Adam, and Adam, son of God. Mm. You get it? We've forgotten that. And that is why it needs to be documented. So when you're grafted with Jesus, now you're children of God. You're born mm. again. Back mm. into royalty. Right? You can't be a king by being voted in by your people. No. No. You you become a king through birthright. Yeah. That's why we're born again. Mm. You get it? That's why we're born again. Jesus is unless, you know, uh, baptized. You know, you're born of water and born of the spirit of fire. You can't enter the kingdom of heaven. And so it's really important to understand that and Know that he came to raise us up as kings so that we can then, you know, declare and decree and bring the atmosphere of heaven onto earth and rule the way heaven is ruled on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Wow. Mm. That's so good. I think it was a few weeks ago when you had shared that revelation of kingdom to, uh, mm. to us and what, 
I'm just hearing it again. It's just always a light bulb, even mm. though I, you know, we've talked about it and it, it was a light bulb then it's mm. still a light bulb now because mm. when you have that understanding that you're being raised as royalty and mm. that you are a king or queen in our case, you know, mm. whatever, it, it changes how you think it changes how you walk, especially mm. once you start getting to know your constitution, just like with any other person or, um, that wants to be a citizen of a country, mm. they have to go through a test at least. Yes. You know, my parents did when they were, wanted to become a citizen of Canada. Mm. You know, you have to learn the history. You mm. have to learn your constitution, your rights. Mm. And just like in the kingdom of heaven, you also have to do that essentially. And it does take time and it is a process. But in doing so, you carry yourself out in a different way. And just like how you mentioned earlier that, you know, we're not just living for ourselves on earth. You know, we have an assignment, we have a purpose. And I think sometimes people can forget that and lose hope. And that's where the uncertainty can sometimes also creep in. Mm. So just hearing that again, I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that amazing? Like if you drive by Starbucks next time, you know, to to get your takeaway coffee or whatever, drive through. Mm -hmm. If the person makes a mistake, yeah. don't get mad. <laughs> right? You're a king. You're supposed to rule with mm -hmm. love. And with grace and to teach you know how you teach you don't teach by yelling and giving a piece of your mind to the person mm -hmm. you teach by being patient mm. because you're teaching patience when you become patient and that's the fruit of the holy spirit you teach kindness by being kind you don't teach kindness by demanding kindness you're the king you're a king you you you're the core rule right imagine god right that's why I started with your question, you know. He's so full of love that he shares the sunshine with good and bad people. So mm. you think people are bad, right? I mm. tell you, you watch the trailer and say, oh yeah, that's the bad guy in the movie. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah. At the end of the movie, right? Yeah. Do you feel happy when people lose everything? Yeah, you know, I win, they lose. No, you're not being a king. Mm. You own everything. Remember the story of the prodigal son? Mm -hmm. Him and his brother, they couldn't understand it. They both own everything. That was the story of the father and the prodigal son, the son that wanted to cash in early and leave his house. And then when he left, he's, he, he just squandered everything away. And he became hungry and wanted to come back to his dad's uh, farm. That farm represents the kingdom of God. The Father is our Heavenly Father. Mm. Right? So when he came back, his father saw him from far away. He was so afraid. See? <laughs> They're so afraid. Yeah. But his father loved him so much, the father ran to him and kissed him and asked the servants to give him a robe, right? And a ring yeah. and a pair of shoes. You know why? Because in those days, ring signifies authority. Mm. You seal legal letters with your ring, your, your royal ring, and your robe signifies power. So when you, when you put on your robe, a king put on his robe, he's about to decree something. He mm. sits on his throne, and when he stands up on his shoes, he's, you know, he's, he's going he's gonna to be going around his kingdom and declaring goodness. And so when he was welcome home, the father actually asked the servants to kill a fattened calf, right? and celebrate music and everything. And the elder brother heard all the 
the ruckus and the song and all these things going on. And he's like, he went to his dad. So what's happened? He says, your, your brother who was lost has come home. Yeah. And he says, what are you doing? He goes, you're killing a fattened calf for him? My whole life I worked in your farm and you never even gave me a fattened calf. And then what did the father say? He says, all things belong to you. Mm. Right. So sometimes, you know, sometimes wow. we can be on both opposite ends. Some days, you know, you feel like you're lost or this and that. You took off. You made a mistake. You don't even know how to come home. I'm telling you, go home. Mom. Your parents love you. If you're listening out there and you feel like you can't go home, you feel like you've done so much bad things, your parents don't love you, they love you. They love you. Go home. Say sorry. Mm. Ask for forgiveness. And go home. And you who are at home getting mad at a sister or brother that squandered away all their wealth, coming home and your parents love them, know that, you know, you have everything. Mm. You already have everything. Wow. So you need to check your heart. What, what are you doing at home? Mm. Like, are you waiting for the inheritance mm. at home? When you already have everything. See, when you understand that in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the Bible says that all things belong to you. You belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to God. All things belong to you. So take it easy and go home. Wow. Yeah. That was loaded today. (laughs) It's so good though. But just kind of wrapping up a bit, you know, it's so important for us to know our constitution in order to kind of, weed out the uncertainty because if you don't know your constitution you don't know what you're going to carry out and you don't know how to operate yeah and with the uncertainty sometimes that brings anxiety and then it brings on the fear and if we're feeling the fear it's a spirit Mm. and so you know perfect love can only be cast or perfect or yeah perfect love can only cast out fear and so perfect love is only god Mm. and so we got to know the father Mm. and that's where the fear of god comes in which in this term or in this case it's the awe and wonder or the great reverence of having god with you Mm. and so is there anything you'd like to add pastor tom or nicole no i feel like i want to pray for people out there why don't we just pray for them let's do that heavenly father we thank you that you send your only begotten son the King of Kings, to teach us to be kings and to learn your ways, to learn your nature, to learn your character as a true king in the kingdom of heaven. So Father, we declare right now that whoever that's listening, that's feeling like they've lost hope or they've lost all relationship with their parents or their siblings, Father, we declare the opposite. We declare that they're connected. They're connected to you, therefore they're connected to all their siblings. And Father, we declare your goodness upon their lives. And we declare there be a reconciliation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we'll hear from you guys next time. If you guys want to connect with us, check out our Instagram at underscore naturally supernatural. And we'll hear talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.